Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Manager's Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Whether he's removing his face or on a criminal plane or a historical chase, we love Nick in his cage. Star of screen and stage, gonna watch him all day while he's a screaming with rage because we're unlocking the cage. Let's do this again. We're always, always, uh, always uh, the unexpected. <laughs> All right. Expect it's the unexpected unlocking. here on Unlocking the Cage. I just want to point out, Chris made this costume in five minutes, probably. That is a, a sword that he made in his little, little uh, office. For the All podcast right, so. audience, I am dressed exactly as Nick Cage in the film Jiu-Jitsu, uh, and I'm holding a, a sword I've made out of tinfoil and cardboard. So this show, we are a live recorded podcast. We record every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific on Twitch. Um, And uh, our goal is to watch and rank every single one of Nicolas Cage's 105 movies. We are currently at 18 movies for me, 30 movies for Chris. So we have a ways to go if we survive this episode. Um, We have a guest today. Uh, he is, uh, an improviser and a cat dad. Chris, I will let you do the honor, the honors. Please everyone. Welcome Mike Laterman. Hi, Mike. Hi, I'm great. Can you see me? Oh, you know, actually I don't see you because you can't see me. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, there we go. There you are. There you are. Thank you. Wait, Meg, are you Brax? Are you the Brax? I I no I'm the I'm one of the the people fighting the Brax. I have my own little invisibility cloak. You have your piece piece of of cloth that protects you from that the aliens. That random piece of black cloth that prevents you from being seen yeah, by an alien. Yeah, from you. It's uh, from Uniqlo. <laughs> your Uniqlo t-shirt protects you. Oh. Um, <laughs> guys, how are we feeling today? What's going on? It's a beautiful oh, yeah, day yeah. in Los Angeles, nice and warm. <laughs> it's a gr- it's a gray, snow-berry day and in boston oh that's right you're in boston oops where it's cold yep yep um so all three of us have watched for the first time the movie jujitsu starring nicholas cage tony Dra, frank grillo and a bunch of other people the a-list of southeast asian action heroes are in this movie juju chan yes it's crazy Uh, as well as a supporting cast almost entirely of Cypriots because this movie was <laughs> made in Cyprus. Uh, hmm. We have watched this movie so you don't have to because it is bad. It's a real stinker. It came out um, like a month or two ago. Uh, the premise is insane. I'm just going to try to say the premise. You guys help me say it because it doesn't really make sense. There's an alien. Okay, first there's a comet. So the comet, yeah. Comet. a comet. Comet comes around every six years. In the greatest CGI ever, <laughs> yep. you see CGI. this comet. Flawless CGI. Flawless CGI. Yep, every six years. Every six years. And uh, when the comet comes, a portal that looks like a butthole opens up. A very and... used butthole, but a butthole indeed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then out of that portal comes an alien. The alien has one mission, which is to fight a bunch of people who are trained fighters. Yep. Now, 
It doesn't matter if he wins or loses the fight. The only thing that matters is he has to get the fight. So if you run away from the alien, he gets mad and like destroys all of humanity, right? Yeah, that's the, the the stakes right there are really, really high. Yeah. If you run away. But unless these... you're crazy, because he won't yes. kill crazy. Right. Is what we know. He has so, pity. That, that's and that is the premise of the entire movie. That's it. That that's it in a nutshell, I think. Yeah. I mean the the other stuff that we really give the movie too much credit even by acknowledging is you know this alien taught humanity jujitsu so that he could fight us wait is that part of the story? yeah you gotta you gotta kind of put that together but so this alien came two thousand years ago to uh the same time as jesus to saying taught mm-hmm. everyone jujitsu and said you must provide eight fighters for me to kill every six years it's like almost a test of humanity's metal to see if we deserve to be alive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except that it doesn't matter if they win or lose. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He just wants to fight. <laughs> he just wants he just, to fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is our thin premise. I think yeah. really what happened was uh, they were like, this this guy, so the director, uh, the writer, the guy who wrote the comic book that this is based off of is all one guy. His name is Dimitri Lokothetis. Um, and... I think he was just like, hey, I would love to make a cool action movie based on the, you know, alien, like a sci-fi action movie. Somehow this motherfucker managed to get some of the biggest action stars ever to star in his Handycam home movie. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And the act- I would say the actual action sequences themselves, some of them aren't that bad. Yeah. And... I mean, yeah. they're okay. They're fine, too. Yeah. They're passable. They're passable action sequences. I mean, you have some pretty good, like, so, uh, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about Tony Jaa because I love Tony Jaa, mm-hmm. but Tony Jaa, who is like, well, you know, the other big star in this, aside from Nicolas Cage, is, uh, if you're not familiar with him, he's a huge Thai action star. He is like the Thai martial arts guy. The not Thai physically Jackie huge. Chan. He's not physically huge. He's a small man. He's a small but- man. He's terrible. And popularity is stature is uh, towering. Yes. Yes. And he's, po- he's uh, a potent man. And uh, he is, I, I think he was my favorite part of the movie. Like, he's such a compelling person to watch. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not a big martial arts person, but when love to watch it. When he fought the alien with those pieces of PVC pipe, I believed his life was on the line. I saw his face and I was like... <laughs> Yeah, those are great. I wait. I know the name of those. I forget why I forgot about them. Uh, the spray painted plastic PVC weapon. Pull up an image of those, Chris. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna try and grab They're, an image of that. Crap! What are they called? Not like tabnas or. Yeah. So we we also Mike. One of the reasons yeah, we showed yeah. you for this episode is because you have some martial arts experience. <laughs> yeah. So my so my martial arts experience. I took. I had maybe like two to three years of Chinese Kenpo when I was in elementary school. So like fourth, fourth grade to maybe sixth grade. So tell and me I, about Kenpo. What is that? Uh, so Kenpo, it's a martial art. I was in elementary school, so I don't remember a whole lot <laughs> specifically. But um, I took it at Tracy's Karate Studio in St. Louis, Missouri. Wow. Um, and I got, uh, I, I got to Purple Belt, which I believe was the third belt. Um, 
but anyway, it's it's like it's fighting, sparring. Uh, st- if you get higher levels, you can learn how to use a staff. I didn't get to that, unfortunately, <laughs> before I stopped. I didn't learn how to use those. Yeah, what do you call these? Those are P- those are PVC pipes. It is just straight um, up PVC pipe with some silver spray paint on it. That yeah, they hand it to him, and he's like, "Make this look cool," and he's like, "I got it on Tony Ja." Yeah. Oh, tonfos. They're called tonfos. I just remembered. Tonfos. So they tonfos. are a real weapon. Yeah, it's a real weapon. I think it's basically supposed to mostly like protect your arm. So you know, you could have like you know a thick branch or something on your arm, so you can like hit people, strike people with it. I don't know if people are really supposed to use it like that like the spinning around i bet you that that's not the right way to use it <laughs> i would guess it literally that's inter- I feel but it looks cool it's that's interesting because it's a um so the only other tony john movie i've seen which i have seen several times uh is tom young slash the protector uh where he is part of a you know ancient order of people who defend the elephants and at some point in the movie mm. he takes elephant bones straps them to his arms and then uses them to kick people imagine that's the same concept of like protecting your forearms yeah it's like reinforcing is that why it's called the protector i feel like possibly (laughs) i feel like i have like so i'm gonna say there's an elephant in the room and this isn't that was no reference to what you just said mag but (laughs) jujitsu is uh specifically like means there's no weapons involved <laughs> right like jujitsu I, th- I i looked this up like the origin of it is from uh japan it was like jujutsu and, like jutsu basically means like the art of something and it's basically like the art of like like hand-to-hand combat or fighting and if anyone who happens to listen to this is like does martial arts is like this guy's an idiot maybe could be right um but that's my understanding at least and so the whole point of it is that there's like you know it's like grappling ground fighting like there's no weapons but the whole movie like everyone has their own weapon they're like they're like the ninja turtles <laughs> like, right and how close is okay, myanmar to japan about... sorry how, you phys- say? how physically close is myanmar to japan uh like not close enough i mean <laughs> southeast asia so he uh, made like a layout well, also, miles jujitsu i think i feel like the more commonly practiced one in the u.s and i am talking out of my ass here is brazilian jujitsu Um, I've known people who have done that and that is, you know, it's all grappling. It's all like, it's almost, it's, I feel like it's almost closer to wrestling. Like you're taking people down. It's not even punching and kicking. Right. Yeah. Well, whatever they're throwing down in this movie, it's called jujitsu, but you know, it's a mix of many different martial arts. I think they just winged it with, you know, whatever people knew how to do. There's a lot of kicking. I don't know. It's, yeah. Now, obviously, there's three people or four people in this movie who know how to do martial arts. There's the main character dude. Uh, Frank Grillo does not know shit. He's just, you know, he's just yeah. there for a couple of lines. Um, yep. Yeah. And then pretty much everybody else, I think, has some kind of grasp on martial arts. Nick, Nick, Nick Cage's uh, stunt double knows how to do yes. martial arts. Yeah. He was actually the stunt coordinator for the whole film. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's 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 sort of get a little bit of background on this movie just so sure. we can get oriented. Uh, so uh, this movie, uh, if you guys had to guess the budget for this movie, just quickly, eight million. Real quickly, eight, give me something. Eight million. Okay. Fifteen. Twenty-five million dollar movie. The price is right. <laughs> I went. 
How much of that went to Tony Jaw and Nicolas Cage? I don't know, but probably most of probably it. Probably most of it. Uh, yeah. This movie had the unfortunate thing of being not only a terrible movie, but released in November 2020. So it has made fifty thousand dollars. I think those of which numbers... I of which I contributed uh, seven of. That's or true. a part of seven dollars by renting it. I think a lot of those numbers don't include the VOD numbers, though, right? Or is was this straight VOD and never went to any theaters at all? I, I can't imagine it went to any theaters. I mean, it came out in November. Fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't like jujitsu, like in the movie. It doesn't actually really matter if they win or lose. As long as they fight with honor, and they as get fight as, with honor. As long as they as made the as, thing. Can you imagine as long like as the? Cage gets his paycheck. Can you imagine like the director, like or producer, like giving that pep talk, like, "Okay, everyone, we know we made a shit movie, but I think we all learned something along the way. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. All that matters is that you did it, and in six years, we're gonna do it again with the sequel." <laughs> They are. This is the beginning of a franchise. This, I swear to God, he's making a franchise out of it. All right, wait, wait, Let wait, me... wait. Oh, oh yeah, they should go to the Brax's planet. Should... They should go to Brax's planet in six years and bring the fight to him. Okay, that's that, uh, that's a much more interesting movie. I thought you were going to say they're just going to like you know do the exact same because I don't want to give away the ending and we're way too early to talk about that. But like, does not matter. They kill him in the end, and then this this the, no. the Burmese woman or Myanmar woman, she comes over and says. It was your destiny. You're to end the 2,000-year epoch. It's supposed to be over. I don't think they actually killed him, though. They Did dump they? him into the, the the portal in the end, and he explodes, right? Yeah. But then the guy from uh, My Name is Earl comes out and says, See you in six years, buddy. And then just leaves. Yeah. Let's, oh. let's, let's, all right, we're jumping around a little bit. I think there's yeah, not yeah. much structure to this, but let's try oh, to start from the beginning. Uh, one hot other trash. Thing I to, hot trash. One thing I wanted to add before we get into this, um, the movie was rated 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, which honestly is better than I would have thought. That's higher than it um, deserves for sure. I think we, it was uh, like the, the Love Interest fan service. That's what I'm thinking. The Love Interest fan service? What do you mean? Like people, the people who voted positively are the people who are like, oh, I love it when like a woman just doesn't talk to the guy and just looks at him. Like, I like that. And I'm just going <laughs> to, and I'm just going to give that up. Five five stars. You know, seven stars. I really love it when they set up a love interest in a film, and then halfway through, like just unceremoniously, just kill her in ten seconds and not ever follow up on it. What are you talking about? The, the, the woman who was like the other main character for the whole first half of the movie. Oh, you mean just the gets shrunken and dead? The CIA person. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. Just, oh my god, that was so stupid. All right, let's let's do a let's do. <laughs> I got to uh, do, do a, a disclaimer run. for the audience. A little disclaimer. Any clips we have are boring. Even if it's 30 seconds long, it's boring because this, this is such a loose edit of a film. There is so much dead space in between the things that are said. Anyway, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. Uh, so basically, we, we, uh, I'm not gonna, we're not going to go too deep into the details of this, but we have our dude and he's running away from a bunch of shurikens so many yep. straight up trash cgi uh, like electric. oh my god yeah yeah he walks he, he jumps off a cliff he bonks his noggin he gets picked up by nicholas cage and a fisherman uh and then nicholas cage at this point disappears from the movie he shows up in this fishing boat wearing like a ridiculous hat like a ridiculous yeah. like stereotypical like he's yeah hat. like he's working in the fields oh like a big ass hat like 
Like, oh my God. Such a huge hat. To keep the sun out of his eyes, even though it's a nighttime. It's the nighttime when he's on his fucking That's boat. That's true. Oh my God. Um, this was the morning or the evening of the di- the one day Nicolas Cage spent working on this film. That's what it is. Um, And then uh, he... So our main character is this guy. I think his name is like Alan Moosey. Uh, he is mainly a stuntman. He spends the whole movie experiencing amnesia and fighting people. And oh my God, is he the most boring lead in a movie you have ever seen? He just has no personality. Eyes, just like you have no idea. Yeah. Dead in the eyes. And they're just like, what Like what? What happened? He's like, I don't know. And that's it. That's oh. all he could say. He, he never asked anything. the, the question. Whole, the, the main character doesn't know anything, the whole movie about anything, about this situation, about his motivations. He literally, it's like this like weird instinct. It's Everything seems like instinct to him, but... Yeah, like he uh, doesn't yeah, know till he bad. knows. You know what I mean? Also, they really was, missed an opportunity to do the old get bonked on the head, regain your memory thing. Because he's getting bonked yeah. all the time. You got to get bonked the same way to regain your memory. Everyone knows that. Ah, so did. if he was going to regain his memory, you have to jump off a cliff and his head on a rock. So that's like, that'd be, a, that'd, that'd be a little nuts, Chris. I don't think they can do that. He spent some time underwater with no air, too. He's not just like an amnesia at this point. He's like got some serious brain damage. And they found him floating face up. Anyway, that's <laughs> yeah. not the weirdest part of this movie. <laughs> um, also, they found so, him. Ugh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that was it. They found him. Like, but, I, so, how did they find yeah, him? Yeah, so he, this guy, I spent most of the movie going, is that Frank Grillo? Is that, because he looks so much like <laughs> Frank Grillo. He's the bargain basement like, so you Frank have two Grillo. Lead, two lead characters that look very similar, neither of which has any distinguishable personality. Um, we get this guy ends up in like an army CIA base or something. We have a bunch of like army people interacting with him and he's fighting them. And like, why are they there? They serve no point in the plot. They, this, you could have cut thinly veiled reason to have, no, you're right. There's, there's no reason you could have cut everything out. Yeah. They didn't need to be there. And the the part with, so the, so in, in not to gloss over, the opening of this movie was like a really like cheesy, shitty, uh, ripoff MCU intro where they're like dun 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 yep. dun dun and comic books and stuff. And that's like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I guess it was. I thought I was watching like the Mandalorian or like yeah, some like Marvel comic or something. Like I, since, I, d- yeah. I didn't think that because it was using a very shitty Photoshop filter. Uh, that what what is that Photoshop half-tone, filter called? Half tone pattern. Think? He was using the half tone pattern. Uh, so it looked like someone had just photoshopped the intro themselves. I probably could have done that, which is not usually something I can say about a movie. Um, could you have been paid a lot of money for it? Hmm? I should have been. I wish I had been. Uh, we have, we, all right. So we have like this whole army base thing. I, I feel like we need to show the people a clip at this point, Chris, like just so they can understand what we're talking, what we're okay, I ha- clip away. I have a brief clip. What's, what's the this. earliest clip you got? The earliest clip I got is the translation scene. So they find him in the water. Nick My Cage God. brings him to a village. The, this lady at the village who these people must not have been actors. The people that, you know, they must've just been regular residents. I don't know. Or somebody's parents. And uh, they bring, you know, Nick Cage to the nearest army base. 
let's not even get into all the bizarre like secret cia stuff going on like it's so un- poorly explained unexplained Ah, yeah, yeah. Show the clip. All right, so this is this is this a, a, short, a short clip of them uh, going to this army base. A warning for casual racism in this clip. And the movie. <laughs> in general. Give crap for an interpreter, Sarge. This woman has very Can poor up, Chris? skills. Figure it out, Sarge. He's not dead. Mutu, Nelu, we knew, you knew, who knew? That's all I got. <laughs> the audio is real quiet on that. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah. So this is just, we have our translator guy who is basically the comic relief of the movie. Uh, he's a bad translator. Uh, we have like John Wick style sort of emphasized subtitles. Yep. Does this seem boring to you guys? Because it was boring to watch. Yeah, yeah it ex- was. <laughs> Stuff can, was can happening. I, there's one thing I do want to talk about, and we can talk about it later. But this is something that actually one of the one of the biggest things that bothered me about the whole movie, and that's about the comet. So this <laughs> comet. And so, like, right, so when I watch movies, I'm, like, that person who's kind of not, I'm obnoxious. I'm like, oh, that couldn't happen. And in this case, like, I really was just like, wait, that couldn't happen. There's a comet that orbits, that comes by Earth every six years, which means it's in a six-year orbit. And I looked this up. Mars's orbit is two years. Jupiter's orbit is 12 years. So this comet is orbiting somewhere between Mars and Jupiter if it's, like, a close orbit and if it's a really long orbit going out of the solar system it's going fucking fast and i don't know how this is even possible and how <laughs> anyway it, just, it didn't make any i don't get it so the comet that really might not be a comet it could just be a ship that comes back mm, that's a good and that's not a portal to another planet it's like his landing pad for his teleporter device it's like his back it's his bachelor pad yeah he couldn't get any alien to go with him for two thousand years when he's leaving every six years you know it might not even be um it might not even be the same alien it could just be like this is their rite of passage and they send them here when they're ready to be adults and they send the children here and, and we're beating up <laughs> chris children. chris that's more that's more narrative and backstory than the movie had i think that's a little little and actually brax uh is actually uh if it reminds me of the word i don't know enough latin so the, the alien's name is brax by brax. the way i think what? uh Makes me think of Brack, like from the Brack show. Oh yeah, or Brack. Tony Braxton. That was all I got when I heard it. I think of Drax, like Drax the Destroyer. Mm. Jenny has oh, a yeah. bone to pick with this. Um, I'm not saying my own scripts are all Oscar worthy, but I get so angry that people are able to find money to make bad movies like this, and I can't even get a web series off the ground. <laughs> she also said- Twenty-five million dollars, Jenny. You deserved a part of that for sure. You absolutely did. Well, I mean, do we get mad about the movie or do we get mad about the comic also? Because that came first. <laughs> oh, I have a, by the way, I, I grabbed a cli- a, a review of the comic from Amazon. Mm. Uh, it was a, a one-star review. It said, the comic was packaged well. I wouldn't recommend this comic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you think the comic was written with Nick Cage in mind as the... <laughs> I think it's so. Very possible. 
no, as that guy. I know for a fact it was not. We have another, I feel like this is this is a constant theme in our shows. We have another um, case where another big star was set to be the main character, but then Nicolas Cage replaced him. So can you guys imagine this movie starring Bruce Willis? It was it, supposed to happen. Oh yes. my God. Yes, I can. Uh, he, it sounds like he was like ready to go, but um, he had a deal with Movie Pass and didn't wasn't free to make this. By main character, wisely. you mean what Nick Cage's character was? Yes, yeah. Okay. He, Not wow. the young action star guy. Totally I'm shy. gonna say, I'm gonna say it. This is not. And this is a Nick Cage movie podcast, but I'm gonna say this is not a Nick Cage movie. No, mm. I agree. It's a movie that Nick Cage is in, but it's not a Nick Cage movie. He is the biggest on the poster, but he is the last name in the opening credits. The last. It says with Nick Cage at the very end of the opening credits. And then with Tony Jaa, I think that's like the special position in the opening credits. Oh, you think the last is the best? I think so. Because yeah, Tony Jaa is also. I I always feel like the last one's like, I don't know. I guess if they're like the main. But it's a whiff. It's got a whiff first. I'm going to ask any film industry professionals in the chat to help. All these schmucks and this person. (laughs) What does it mean? Does that mean he's not up for an Academy Award or is is it best supporting actor? Like what is, where's he going to land on Oscar night? Because because I don't think he's going to be at Oscar night for this movie. (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) Shut your mouth. He's going to put his cloak up. And he's, disappear from the Oscar. He's gonna come Wait, in the guys, black. We lost, we lost Mike. We lost Mike. Oh, there he is. Okay. We lost, oh, oh, sorry oh, about sorry. that. Uh, hey, you know, speaking oh, wait, of Brax, we we gotta show Brax. Hold on. Yeah, oh, yeah. let's show we Brax. Gotta, we show a picture. Also, of, we this is Brax. We do need to explain the cloak <laughs> at some point. <laughs> this is the actual finished product they put in the fucking movie. And for those of you listening, <laughs> this looks like Play-Doh jam between two rotten halves of an avocado that's what this looks it's like the, it's the megusta rage meme that's blue and flat and with, <laughs> with like red, red eyes. eyes with red eyes it was like a joke i'd like to keep this up for a little while because let's just talk thing cracks. um all right so wait there's there's one scene i want to talk about so we've got a lot of fighting in the army base for no good reason um he just decides that our main character, I don't even remember his name, decides to beat everyone I up. I don't either. Wait, I don't think they I ever said his name. I, I don't think they said anyone's name. I don't know. No, remember. no, no. He said, oh, he said, no, no. They were like, Jeff. Wasn't it Jeff? I think it was Jerry. <laughs> we're going to call him Jeff. <laughs> but wait, did they ever Jeff. say Nick Cage's think, character's well, name? I don't remember them ever saying his name. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's Wiley. Wiley. Wiley? I don't know if they said that or if he's I've just Wiley. seen it. I never Wiley. heard anyone say, they say One person probably said it. They said Wiley, and also when they pick when they picked him up from the army base, they said the main character's name, and he was like, "I guess my name is Jeff, <laughs> or some whatever." Jeff, it's definitely Jeff. I think it was. Jeff. Um, one uh, one thing that I did like is he. So there's this this woman who is like interrogating him, and she's just doing this whole like stereotypical like oh, I'm gonna make him talk. Da, 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 da. Uh, it's very tedious. I don't think we have any clips from it because it's very tedious. But oh, at awful. one point when he fights her. She does the the Arya Stark from uh, Game of Thrones. I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil what happens, but there's a well, actually whatever you guys don't care. Um, uh, where it's it's a scene where Arya Stark is being held up, and her she has a knife in her hand, and her hand is being held, but her other hand is free, so she drops the knife 
catches it with the other hand and then stabs the person who's holding her. I just want to point out that was released earlier. They totally ripped off Game of Thrones. I don't remember that happening. It was the syringe. Syringe. Remember he, he, that syringe. syringe. Yeah. Oh yeah, to knock him out. Because in a, yet another unexplained fight he scene. A, he... Go ahead. That was all I was gonna say. It was like another unexplained fight scene. Like yet. Oh, another. I see. I I was gonna say this is one of those things where they stab him with a syringe and he hit the floor instantly, like. Didn't even matter who went in the bloodstream. It like just shocked his body. He's like, oh, he got stabbed and he's passed out. <laughs> like, but also like he kicks all uh, those people's ass for no reason, right? There's no like, why are you doing this? He just gets mad and starts kicking ass. And then moments later, she's like, let me try the soft approach. She takes the cuffs off and just takes him out and wandering around the base with her, like you know, like as if nothing happened. The movie is like makes no fucking yeah. sense. <clears throat> oh, oh, also. I- Sorry, I'm th- I just keep remembering all these weird, this weird shit that made no sense. And I know I, I feel like it's like we're jumping around randomly because this is how the movie plays out. Yeah. Like, like you don't know what's going on. But the guy who apparently was like ran the base secretly, who had been doing it for 24 years, keeping track of the coming and going of the alien. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. Was the guy who smiled there. He smiled when the alien showed up. That guy, right? That made no sense. He was just like, oh yeah. I'm gonna smile because he's alien. like finally, but also like, how has he been there for 24 years? He looks like he's like, 32. He looks, he's in his 30s. Yeah, it's like um, a ripped anyway. dude let's, who is supposedly so, in his 50s. We we got a uh, we got the this so we're, we're walking around the base. Um, I just want to keep in mind, keep in mind this is this movie is shot entirely in Cyprus. It is the first Hollywood production to be shot in Cyprus. They got really great film credits. Uh, I don't know what. Myanmar looks like but this is very clearly like the Mediterranean <laughs> like it's like very yeah. Greece looking like um very arid uh I think we came up with a good term for this... this was it instead of sci-fi yeah. it's it's like instead of sci-fi it's was it moussaka fi moussaka fi drive-fi <laughs> like I don't know yeah it's what, like it's a spaghetti it's western the, uh, but like the... a you know yeah my old roommates was from Cyprus. Fun fact. Um, uh, here's yeah. a question: Is Cyprus part of Europe or Asia? Uh, that's really complicated. I would that's say, I-, <laughs> I would say more Europe because there's all you know, Greece and Turkey, and there's a lot of. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and- I have Braxton just sitting here this whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah, we can take that off. Let's do. Uh, let's do this next clip, Chris, because oh, this was actually probably my favorite scene of the movie. Uh, so at some point, Tony Jaw shows up to break um, our main character, Jeff, uh, out of jail. And Tony Jaw just, just I don't ever know what part of it you got, Chris, but just show, show the whole Liz thing. Liz says Jake. Jake oh, Ryan. Jake. Uh, I like Jeff better. So, yeah, just to add to what Meg said, it's like he does, they do an attempt at this note. It's like they do attempts to copy other awesome things from other movies. So they do this attempt to do this following Tony Jaa kicking ass, no cut uh, fight sequence. And here's just a part of it. There is more emotion in Tony Jaa's face in this fight sequence than the emotion of the main character in the entire movie. Oh, 
Also, I think this is the coolest part of the whole movie. I love this part. But you see, like, someone is shooting at him from a distance occasionally, but never, like, more than a couple shots at a time. So, like, yeah. right there. It's like a, it's like a video game. It, feel, it feels like a video game. That, or, or like one of those, like, homemade movies. <laughs> yeah. What, what Kristen and I thought about for, what, or what I thought about for this movie to make a it. Bloodshot, by the way. Yeah. more enjoyable was the it was a so we do this thing called the 48 hour film project every year where people make their own movies in 48 hours uh and we thought of this as being just like a really really well like if this you know if this five minutes from this movie played at the 48 hour film project we would be like this is awesome this would be the greatest thing you could if, if they only made this movie <laughs> if someone told me that they made this movie in a weekend th this would go to a 10 for me a fucking 10 they made it for in six weeks all right, no, that's still that's a long time. Wait, they made this movie in six weeks? They made this movie in six weeks. Uh, Nicolas Cage was only on set for three days. Wait, they filmed it? How long it? does it take? To... They filmed it they or they made it? They filmed it in six weeks. Oh, they filmed it. Okay. No, they filmed it. Okay. Oh, yeah, all right. Sorry. I, I thought it was like every, it was like end to end. Yeah, <laughs> like... no. Edited, CGI, and that would make sense. I'd be like, all right, this makes sense. I like this now. It was part of the, uh, the the Cypriot six-week film project. It's a new uh, initiative they're doing. Yeah. Um, I want, all right, so I want to show a clip from a different movie, which is something we've actually never done before mm. uh, because this is a better movie uh, and it uses a sort of similar technique with Tony Jaa. Uh, this is from Tom young slash The Protector, Tony Jaa's uh, elephant action movie where he has a very famous fight scene, or at least famous to me, I don't know, uh, where he, uh, a, a crazy one-shot fight scene up a long spiral staircase. So this is the scene they were trying to rip off in, in Jiu-Jitsu. And this scene is eight minutes long. I only got like 30 it's seconds. It's just a selection. It's a one-shot, eight minutes, him walking up a staircase, kicking ass. No cuts. I'll say it, they did it better. <laughs> and keep think? in mind, he tosses two people off the balcony during this eight minute no cut. So like, the second one's off an even higher balcony. So I don't even know how they do it. It's amazing. Uh, so yeah, everyone go watch that movie. It's, it's Apparently great. Nick Cage uh, was up for a role in that movie as one of the elephants, but yeah, they, they didn't give it to him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> think about that. Think about that. I have no Put that in your brain and smoke it. Nick Nick Cage, uh, his name is Cage. You know, like I think of zoos, I think elephants. It does work. Zeus's butthole? Zeus's butthole. Zeus's butthole. Zeus's butthole. Animals. Uh, this movie is just like just it's just when you watch it, it's boring. It's it's just like, oh God. That's like why? I, um, I I did like I did like the that that one action sequence. I did kind of like those like first per it was like your first person like watching him. Oh, I have that. I was kind it was kind of cool. And, and then also where I guess Jake, not Jeff, but I'll still call him Jeff, where he was fighting similarly. There's one point where they like they like knocked him down, and then like the camera was like 
It was like his soul was knocked out of him. It was watching him fight, and then it went back into him. Yeah, was, so we've got like a whole first-person yeah, yeah. section of this. It's right for here. For no reason. This is what Mike's fun. talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I felt like I was in a video game. So he drops the camera, and then it's him, and you're like, wait, I thought this was first person. There's definitely a lot of attempts at like showy uh, camera techniques in this movie. This, is, this feels like for better or worse. I don't really know any film students, but I feel like this or filmmaking students, but I feel like this is like what they would be like. That's what they would do. Yeah. So aren't any filmmakers out there who are film students? But I, this just that just seems like something you'd be like. This is cool. I'm gonna do this for my 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 senior project. Or the guy who um who runs um, the, the stunt coordination stuff, he might have been like, oh, uh, you know, let's I, – I saw a bunch of cool stuff in some movies. Let's just copy all this stuff from other movies and, and go for it. Maybe it was what? in his contract. You have to follow me with the camera. <laughs> ay, 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 this movie – are we, so All right, let's, let's, let's skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, let's get the hell out of this. Yeah, let's hop around. So we got uh, we got some more fight scenes happen. We fight the army. Everybody gets their own little mini fight. We get we have like staff guy. We have Tony Jaw with his PPC pipes, uh, and then we have Chris's yeah. favorite weapon uh, of the whole thing. Chris, can you uh, demo? Oh, what I this hope was? this is the same as my favorite weapon. Wait, this this weapon? No, the sword? it is a little tiny crossbow. Oh, the on your arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been doing that all week. There's... It's like she shoots that little thing. Juju Chan's no... weapon. Oh my god! Yeah, like, that's not how physics work. You're not gonna get any kind of force out of like pulling it back that big. Also, your arm moves. You don't hold your arm super. Oh god! It explodes. It's really big explosions too. And she has infinite of those fuckers, even though it's like there's just two shown on her little arm thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I mentioned this before, but I actually I got a lot of Ninja Turtle vibes from the movie. Like there was like sword guy, staff guy, nunchuck. Oh, she also had nunchucks. So like oh, she that's had that right. going for her. Yeah, she was duking out with nunchucks. <laughs> I really liked the dude with the pole. He had a great fight scene, a great death scene. Yeah. He did good. Like he was definitely a really good martial artist in real life. He was great. I mean, everybody who worked on this was a real good martial artist in real life. That's there's no complaints about the quality of the martial arts. Like Nick, that Cage. was fine. Yeah, Nick Cage. Not Nick Cage. That's true. Nick Cage, Nick Cage, Cage had a, a stunt double. Uh, it was very unbelievable. I mean, Nick Cage, you know, is like in his fifties. He doesn't look like he's been doing any sort of like crazy workouts or anything. And then all of a sudden, he's just like kicking ass. Yeah. Um. Do we we uh we have a Nick Cage clip of him fighting? I don't know if that's too much of a skip ahead. We have ahead. his death scene. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, I guess that's true. Let's just let's just play his death scene. I mean, screw it, right? Or do you want to so see? So you it can see him. Oh wait, uh, we haven't even played no, the yeah. Let's play this one, fine. But we haven't even played the Shuriken scene, which I love. This is my the other favorite scene. Which one? Are we go playing? ahead. Yes. Shurikens or death? Let's do the death scene. All right, this is Nick Cage's death scene. I cut it down because it's actually boring. In between my cuts, it's just him standing there with his sword for about a solid minute and a half. 
So Nikase gets chopped up a lot here. Backbreaker, which that took two minutes to get to that backbreaker from the last one where nothing happened. Rack's face. Alien face. And he looks into the distance for some reason. I think he's looking at them even though they can't see them because they have. Yeah, because they've got their hoods on. Super and alien is a really bad, bad HUD. Blood squirt. Like. Oh my god. And this, this, the face and then the bus on the cage. And wow, he's just like weird, like hippie drifter <laughs> in this alien's arms. Oh man. <laughs> we we gotta talk about the. Alright, I wanna talk about. The, the the army they have a, a plot line that makes no sense about some secret military you have no idea what's going on everyone says different things it's weird but this woman this poor woman who they kind of set up as being like she's the the outsider who who jake is going to bring into this world you know what i mean they kind of set up as like okay jake is mm -hmm. this alien guy and she's going to get caught up in their jujitsu thing and you know she has a couple of moves so you think she's going to become a jujitsu fighter too like that's what's going to happen to her and she also looks like or, you know, or she is going to be relevant to the plot whatsoever yeah you know and so like something like that they have Chekhov's gun like have this person why well this this movie wasn't a narrative so i guess it <laughs> there was no narrative so was, like they, that, go on they just got it's like they halfway through the movie decided we had this whole thing with the army we don't want to do that anymore let's kill them all yeah the army was a plot device to be like brax doesn't like it that you happen to have an army here accidentally it so, is, it, i th you know what i think it was they got too much budget they were surprised they're like shit they gave us more money than we thought we don't really know what to do with it so we'll get some of our buddies and we'll get them some like gigs because, like, you know, it's kind of hard times in 2020. And I think that's where the army came from. Wait, do you think they think filmed this during quarantine? I think this is from earlier. It's got to be. I wonder. Yeah. Let's do the shuriken scene. Yeah, so this is Brax the alien attacking everyone with so many shurikens. This is when the writers decided they didn't want the whole army plotline anymore. And they just wiped them out with shurikens flying through the woods, even though it's just one alien. Just whatever you think this is gonna look like, it's so much weirder. Also, uh, I I'm, I'm gonna turn the I'm gonna try and see if I can't just turn the audio up on this one a little bit, just because uh, I'm gonna turn up to 150 percent because um, there's a line at the top of the scene that is this hilarious that I loved. Geiger count is going crazy. It's not that kind of radiation. <laughs> it's not that kind of radiation. Well, what kind of radiation is it? No answer. But radiation. <laughs> Here come the Shrukens. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> The, <laughs> the comic relief guy is like immune to Shuriken. He's supposed to be in the military. What's happening? What the hell is this? Why aren't they taking cover? 
They're just walking around just going. I know. Also, it looks like he's holding a camera for like a selfie. Oh, they all are. Like this guy, some of the guys actually have the harness, but you can tell that she, him, he's holding it. And, her, and the, the female actor, the, she's, she's also holding the camera up. He just seems so unbothered by it. It's, oh my God. Literally, this is, this is, this is, the guy's just like. What? Also, also, everyone in the army like knows Jake now, and they're like chill with him. They're like, yeah, Jake knows what's going on. Like, Jake, help me. It's like well, they've known him for like less than twenty four hours at this point. I well, think. when someone kicks your ass, you're bros, you know. Uh, but so all right. friends. What's fucked up about this scene? Uh, it's it is jujitsu. Mego's will you card? It is Mego's will you card? It's jujitsu starring Nick Cage. Um. What's it called? Uh, when right after the scene, so we had this big dramatic scene where Jake, that lady who I don't remember her goddamn name, the comic relief, survive. Uh, they survive this. They're running into the woods. The very next scene, she just gets fucking offed by a shuriken out of nowhere, and that's it for her. And she's been in half the movie up to this point. So fucked up. I should really learn. Yep. Her. And it doesn't, it doesn't affect, there's, there, yeah, there's no stakes. It doesn't affect anything. Like, he just met her. It's not like he's like, I have to avenge this person. It's just like, okay, next scene. He <laughs> just continues having a dumb look on his face for, you know, the entire movie. And then another woman comes up and is like, hey, I was your girlfriend before you lost your memory, remember? Nope, okay. It's like, I guess <laughs> I got a girlfriend now. He's like, no, but okay. We can, I'm sure. going to do it. Um, do we have any other clips, Chris? Because uh, I would love to make sure we yes. show all those. What do we got? Uh, the the twist ending. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> so just to set this up, I there's really not much else of plot. He fights the alien. He defeats the alien. Some people die. Some survive. Um, Nicholas Cage is like kind of their their hippie like guru alien Sherpa dude. I I don't even know. Like he clearly knows about it. He does a couple like Nick Cage lines, like he's crazy, just like me, you know, from the preview. Alien uh, rules five to fifteen. <laughs> Alien, yeah. Whatever he said. Uh, Nicholas Cage dies, as you saw, um, and then the twist at the end. What? I was gonna say, why was this unrelated? But why was literally everyone in Myanmar American? Why were there no? I mean, there was those two guys, two people who were the fishermen. Yeah, you don't know. Maybe people are Canadian. You don't know, or Thai. It's true. Jesus. Or French. One... Some people didn't talk. It's true. Uh, like, like uh, all right. So the twist at the end. The twist at the end is that we find out that Jake's. Well, let let's let let Nicholas... let's let the lady say it. Let let her say it. Ready. I, I'm gonna crank. I gotta. I gotta crank the volume for this one. I'm sorry. the The audio has been so uh, so low on these. Here we go. What are you talking about? You really don't know. He was your father. <laughs> this is supposed to be a young Nick Cage.
Did he grow up in uh, Burma? I think that's Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, where is this cave? I just, I just, I was so, I mean, it, it, maybe it's just because we just watched Raising Arizona, which is young Nick Cage, but like they know what young Nick Cage looks like and they did not make any effort. This is some random lanky dude. Is Nick Cage has never been in this posture in his life. Like, yeah. I was very offended by this. Like, at least try. He was your father. Like, what? Also, she's like, you didn't know? Because, like, she, doesn't, she knows that he has, like, full amnesia. He doesn't remember anything. <laughs> I mean. There's just. What the hell? I, I, I wish I would have, like, zoomed out. It was, he was just like, wait, what's a father? <laughs> that would have really completed his, his amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> I like this take from the, from the chat. Uh, that this that, That's a random production assistant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is All right. So <laughs> we've trash. covered the plot of the movie. Was there any other specific scenes you guys wanted to talk about? I think we've there's one weird thing we haven't talked about, and that is the the the, the cloaks. Like you know, we started this this show mm, with our cloaks up. Visibility. But Wait, I think it's really important. Mike, you got disconnected. I can't see you. Meg, where'd you go? Guys, where'd you go? Oh, Mike, Meg, Meg, hey. where'd, Meg, where'd you go? Oh, where'd Meg, Meg oh, where'd Meg go? Okay. Oh, oh there's guys. Oh. Jesus Christ. Cool. Oh my All God. Right, so we're doing my, a podcast. Take this one. Please. So this whole of jujitsu people uh they all are wearing these like like kind of like modern like sexy hoodies but also vests like it's like a vest with the hood i don't know how you describe it but anyway they're wearing them and apparently like if you wear these the alien can't see you and so there's a number of times in the in the show where the alien's looking around and his like his hud he can see like the thermal imaging of people and then they, and then all of a sudden they, they put up their hoods and they disappear from it. And he's like, "Well, where do they go?" It, it's literally just like a piece of cloth. And I don't see why the super high tech alien can't see again through like a, hood, a hoodie from Uniqlo. Like I don't. They don't explain it. They just say that this is what it is. It makes no sense. There's another thing that really pissed me off about this movie, which was, um, like, the, the scene where Nick Cage dies. His son and that other fighter are just looking on, just you know, just hey, Chris, watching. I cannot him. hear you anymore. You can't hear me. Oh no. Hello. Can anyone hear me anymore? No. I'm sure that I think the chat can hear me. I think it might be on your end, Mike. Nope, I hear you now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's like. They're having this, uh, this, they're having this battle and like the, you know, they're looking on just waiting for him to get friggin' killed and they do nothing. But at the very end of the movie, oh, we can all team up to fight this fucking monster. It's like no one had the, the bright idea just to friggin' try to kill it like and team up. Like, I don't understand the, like why, the, why they couldn't fight it. One, you know, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's six years at a time to figure, figure this out. Yeah. So I don't know. They could just put a big cage. I, 
on the other side of that that portal. So when he comes out, he's in a cage. Cage. Did they not put a cage on the other side of the portal? Um, I'm sorry for just stepping away. Uh, I, my friend Jeremy just dropped off a Christmas present, I think. Oh no, Mike's gone. Um, okay. And uh, was just like clothes. calling and then knocking on the door and. Anyway. Are you guys, uh, you guys still there? What is going on? I think yeah, I'm some, fine. Some I think struggles. everyone in the chat can see us. Oh my god! Sorry guys for all technical difficulties. Okay, Meg, what are we doing? Let's keep keep this wagon train rolling. Did you guys did you guys hear anything I just said? About Jeremy? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear anything I just said? <laughs> it just no one was reacting. I couldn't tell. Well, we cut out yes. right after that. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Meg, guys. you gotta stop streaming Welcome on back. the We have had <laughs> Don't stop streaming, no. Stop Chris, stream stop watching. Bring videos. up the bingo card. Alright, bingo. Boom. Cage bingo. Oh. So for this, uh, for people who can't see it uh, or don't know the backstory here, so we recently started playing Nicolas Cage Bingo. Um, we started last week with the movie Raising Arizona. Uh, we did very well, but uh, still have not gotten bingo. So here's the question is, do we have anything from uh, this movie that we can add to our bingo card? Oh, tons based on a book have, what do you got it's based on a book it's yes, it there's is. jumping into water oh that's um, another good one where's, where's... uh combat well comic book reference no what do we think i think so because it's based off of a comic book and so yeah. just a lot of comic book uh style references yeah um Ooh, we all tattoos they kept showing ta uh, didn't they keep showing tattoos like zooming on his arm but they didn't explain yes. it uh, but this is, I think, I think this one needs a little explanation. This, that, that item is specifically Nicholas Cage has a rather large and garish back tattoo. And we want to mark when it makes an appearance in a movie. And this movie does not fit that criteria. I have a um, really good one. There is guys. a surprise, surprise. There's a surprise child at the end. I was going to say surprise child. That's definitely in this one. Surprise kid. <laughs> I think it counts. Uh, yeah, I think that counts. <laughs> oh my God. Um, we don't know anything about the mother. I would, of Jake, Jeff. Did we have a standoff of any kind? I don't think so. So that's sort of like the everyone points their guns at everyone else thing. Uh, and oh, that okay. way, I didn't have that. Would you say he was an alcoholic? Nicholas Cage? No. Was he boozing? I can't remember if he was boozing. I don't remember. Uh, mental health issues? I mean, he says he's crazy, right? Yeah. I, guess. I would give that. All right. There, part, part of it was like, the idea was that he was like faking it because he was just like didn't want to fight. No, he yeah. was faking it to protect his son. So like he was like he was faking Ooh. being crazy so that the alien didn't kill him so that he could be around for his boy. Hmm. I think it counts. Okay. Should we say that Nick Cage is the villain of this movie? No. <laughs> it was some underwater <laughs> stuff, but no scuba propeller. Uh, I think that's about all we got. Oh, guys. you know, if you had included the rock in this, the rock had the underwater scooter propeller. Oh man, yeah. Oh, if, if we had done we the know, rock or face like, off, we'd have bingo long ago, man. Oh, Should have started God. this a lot. Oh man, face right, off so would we'll have been boom done. We'll post the bingo card on our Instagram uh, at which is at managers comedy. 
uh, so you guys can see it. We have not gotten a bingo today. Um, let's, uh, you know, let's skip the, the trivia section because I think I've pretty much already covered all of it. All and let's right. go right to rankings. Chris, you want to take all us there? All right, we are going to rank the cage. Rank the cage. Yeah. <laughs> Ranking so the cage. purpose of this section is we uh, score the movie and see how it holds up against other movies. I have a feeling this might be on the bottom, but it's got to beat Wicker Man it's gotta, for the bottom. It's going to do worse than... I feel like a lot of these are going to be a battle for the last place. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, so, Mike, we're going to start with you on this. So the first item is the cast. Out of 10, how much did you like the cast? Not how good of actors they were, but how much were you just like, oh, I'm so excited to see that guy in this movie? Uh, two? <laughs> okay. I didn't care about, like, it, yeah, anyone. I mean, the... The Tony Jaa, I guess, but I've not actually never really watched. Have really watched his films, so yeah. Uh, I am gonna. Got, Chris? I'm gonna go low, but I'm not gonna go that low because got Tony Jaa. Uh, Frank Grillo is like I don't really know the hell. I mean, he was in the Marvel movies, I guess, but I didn't really know he was in anything else before that. Um, and then I really liked the the female, um, you know, martial artist. But yeah, it wasn't such a Did great cast. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it three. I'm going to give it a three, two. All Tony. Uh, okay. A acting. This is the overall acting of the movie. Pretty much not counting Nicolas Cage's acting, but you could factor that in if you want. How good of actors were these people like out of 10? I'm, I'm like, I don't want to be too mean to people. I'm basically between a, a two and a one. <laughs> Captain was horrific in this movie. I, I didn't care about any of the characters. None of it made sense. Um, I mean, we're in Excel. You could give decimal places if you want. Let's go. Let's go with a two. Two. Honestly, he played a great, uh, a great amnesiac who doesn't literally know. Like, no, he played a terrible. What am I saying? He, that was awful. He played a great guy with brain damage, though. I was gonna say all these people play people who are like bad at whatever they're supposed to be doing. So. Uh, this is this movie gets the honor of receiving my first ever zero. Big fat zero on acting. Yeah, I have. Oh, I'm I didn't know we could go that low. Oh, you can go that low. Oh yeah. Sorry, I guess I did. I did say one to ten, but zero oh, is allowed. I can give it. Oh, zero, uh, zero is allowed or no? Zero's I, allowed. We've got yeah. zero before. Okay, yeah. All right, take me to a one. If I knew that, <laughs> it's actually an eleven yeah. place score. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give it a one, and that point goes entirely to Tony Jaa. No one else. Fun. All right. This is uh, how fun is this movie uh, to watch? Uh, for our scale, is uh, is probably a zero would be leaving Las Vegas, and Face Off might be a ten. Okay. Um, I'm gonna but give your this. Mileage yeah, I'm gonna give this a two purely for like the what the fuck value. I really think I could have not watched this movie, and my day would have been better. <laughs> but by watching it. I was able to kind of just be like, like, what the hell? Is I maybe feel better about myself, I guess, just from, from talking about it. I gave you an opportunity it. to hang out with us. Yeah, and that's amazing, and I really appreciate that. So, yeah, give, give it a two. Uh, I will also – I'm going to give it a three. I liked, I liked 
some of the fighting scenes. I thought they were pretty fun. And, you know, it was fun to laugh at some of the parts. But overall, very boring. I'm going to give it slightly higher. I'm going to give it a four. I did enjoy some of the fighting sequences. I wasn't miserable watching this. I did enjoy, you know, the what the fuck is happening moments. It wasn't a total boring slog. But, you know. All right, technical. So this is like uh, costuming, uh, martial arts, uh, CGI, hair and makeup, you know. Oh, this is tough. So I'm just, you know, going to talk you through what I'm thinking about. I thought the alien was uh, entertaining. The CGI was pretty bad, but I kind of liked some of like the, like the crappy video game vibe and like homemade movie. And I, I did find that kind of entertaining. So I think I would give it a, I'll give it a four. A four. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got a one from the audience. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> oh, we should add an audience vote. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna give it a a three because the fight scenes had like they looked like they had some work and stuff like that, and you know, but and they tried some stuff, but the overall quality of it was poor. Even though they did try some cool stuff, it just the end product looked like something that, given enough time, even I could do. Like probably not the fighting ability definitely not but like the cgi and the camera work it's so i could probably work that out you know yeah, i think you guys are being generous i'm gonna give it a two and that is again <laughs> i am being generous <laughs> all to the all to the fighting sequence we've reversed the scores um, in the last one like overall uh one <laughs> It's a one. It's a one. Or it's ter it was terrible. I like the takes coming out of the chat from Magos. The one zero? I don't know. Magos do we know if Magos Wallowcard has actually seen this movie or just seen the clips from us? Hey. I, I mean that's, that's all my you need. question. That's all you need to see. We just cut out the best parts. It is true. <laughs> but I'd be curious if they actually took took the time to watch uh oh just going on the yeah. clips. Okay. Yeah, I'm I don't like, think anyone should I don't I don't think anyone should like spend their time watching this movie Slash and there money. wasn't like the you know i think one of the problems like there wasn't like nick cage entertainment value like you know like a bad it was just like a bad movie that nick cage like had some zingers in yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go to just because uh the 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 tony jaw stuff and a couple of like fun fight scenes but the rest is of uh yeah i'm gonna give it a two i mean like i didn't I wasn't. I think I was less miserable than Mike was for sure, but like, it's not a good movie. All right, bonus section. You can add or take away one point for anything you enjoyed or disliked about the movie. I just for wanna... example. Oh, sorry. Negative one for bad facial hair. Or, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to say something. Uh, another take from the audience. Um, yes. The. The fact that the actors are completely oblivious to all the CGI happening around them, which I, you don't realize how important that is in a movie, but I wouldn't even know how to make people mm -hmm. know where stuff is. So, yeah. Yeah. Give them places to look. Throw tennis balls past their heads. <laughs> Throw wrenches at them. So, bo uh, bonus points, uh, Mikey. 
Uh, Chris, if you think of one first, go for it. Too. Yeah, I'm still okay. thinking. I am actually taking points away. I'm going to take one point away because none of the fights were explained. The only fight that was explained was the fight with the alien. Every other fight that happened in this movie, there was no motivation. There was no reason they were having these fights. They were just fucking fighting for no reason. And, like, it was always that frustrating thing of there's plenty of people with guns around, but nobody's using them, and they're all coming one at a time. And it's like, like, what? what's even happening? The movie would have been much more entertaining if there wasn't as much fighting, but, you know, they were just having different battles with this alien and escaping. You know what I mean? And then, the you know, that would have been much more cool. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to add a point uh, because uh, Brax uh, had a thick ass. Just a real <laughs> juicy badonkadonk. I've heard that described as alien. hockey butt. <laughs> hockey butt, yeah. <laughs> Just very muscly, muscly ass. And I, uh, I can't fault him for that. Good for him. I'm Way giving it... I have to give it a minus one because I was kind of uncomfortable through the movie about how racist the depiction of the translator was. And I was like, mm. they're like, yeah, he's like supposed to be this like translator, but he's actually like this huge buffoon. And he's just like, I don't know. I just kind of got like some pretty bad vibes from that. It was their um, attempt at attempted humor. They were like, oh, we should have something funny in this. He's like, oh, gee, hoot nanny. I'm going to drink and throw stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are they doing this? This is uh pretty bad like is that guy um, in the cia like what like i would uh, let's, yeah. who knows let's find out guys did this movie make it to the bottom of uh of the barrel ready did it beat wicker man for our least favorite movie oh it did oh it did <laughs> I uh I, I think it, it is from what I remember about the score for Wicker Man, it has about half the score of Wicker Man. Oh that's so that's crazy. I've I've seen Wicker Man and it's a terrible movie, but it's like terrible entertaining is how I how I thought of it. But uh so for those layout. listening, uh our list remains fairly similar to before. It's just jujitsu is at the bottom. And uh, Mandy is still our number one movie. Uh, yep. <laughs> take us to the cage gauge. All right. Chris? It's time for the cage gauge, a two axis plot of uh, Cage's acting ability versus that trademark cage craziness. You know, like that little thing, like the improv lines, the way he yells certain lines, the stuff that only Nick Cage does in a movie, that kind of craziness, not Cage playing a, a mentally ill character. So. Out of 10, how would you score Nick Cage's craziness in this movie? Mike Laterman. While, while uh, you're thinking of that, okay. I have a little detour from the chat. The chat asked uh, why Mandy was over face-off. And the answer is that our guest for Mandy was significantly more enthusiastic than our guest for face-off. They were both very enthusiastic. And we factored in the guest score. And we also, uh, But also Mandy's a real... And the it's guess, hard to normalize across guests. The guest score yeah. didn't change that, though, right? When we looked at the scores without the guest scores, Mandy was still number one, right? Mm, I'd have to pull it up, Chris. So we'll you, have to pull you, that we'll, up. We'll, we'll, we'll look into that. We'll, we'll look into we'll that. We'll get that back. I know The Rock changed places. The scoring oh, is no, extremely right. objective. Oh, no, you're right. I do remember that. Yeah. I think Mandy is a higher quality movie than Face Off. I think it is a, a – I don't know. When you get into the weeds, All right, Mandy, that's a yeah, anyway. 
Uh, I'm gonna give this craziness like like a three. three. It wasn't like Nick Cage's craziest sort of thing. He had a couple one-liners, but I did feel like he kind of rolled out of his trailer. He's like, okay, like sure, and I'll, he just like says some weird shit, and that's it. He, he just wasn't in the movie a lot. There wasn't a lot, of, a lot of opportunity for him to do his thing. Yeah, they didn't give him much to work with. Like that one monologue he has is kind of like where he kind of cages it up a little bit, but it's not that. It's definitely not that much. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with a two on this one for sure. I think this one is tough to score because it's like it's too much telling rather than showing. You know, he's just literally saying, "I'm crazy." So I, I don't want to make a stand on it. I'm going to give it a five. Put it right in the middle. Whoa. Hey, by, by not taking a stand, you're taking a stand. That's a huge stand you just <laughs> took, but it's all right. It, I don't think you're going to mess with the quadrant that it should be in. But uh, all right. So guest acting, Cage's acting in this film. What do you think? Um, You know, I actually think he played a convincing depiction of this this character with like no uh, real backstory or any information. I think he, he did that and I believed him. So I'm gonna give him uh, a seven. Wow. <laughs> I am going hard the other direction. Well, no, I'm not actually. It wasn't that bad acting on his part. You're right. It was okay. He did the best he could with what he had for Meg. Uh, I'm going to give him a six because I feel like he was um, one of the only people in the movie who said lines of dialogue that uh, aside from maybe the fisherman and the fisherman's wife who said lines of dialogue where I wasn't like distracted by how bad their acting was. So um, maybe it's relative. (laughs) I mean, that's higher than I thought it was going to be. Let's see where that lands. So that puts us are you serious into the good acting, less crazy quadrant, (laughs) which is, you know, where raising Arizona was. (laughs) I didn't expect that for this movie. That's interesting. So yeah, whatever that tells us about this movie, (laughs) that's where we are. (laughs) It's good acting and less crazy. Okay. Oh, you guys can't hear me? Now now I can, yeah. Oh, okay. Can you hear me, Mike? Yep. Oh, well. I guess we're having some more technical difficulties in our end. Uh, It is what it is. Uh, Let's take us to uh, Nick Cage facts. All right. Nick Cage facts. Cage facts. All right, what do you got? The section of the show where we, this is the section of the show where we learn a little bit more about Nicolas Cage, the man behind the movies. Um, So this is the story about uh, how Nicolas Cage and Patricia Arquette got together. We lost Mike, we lost Mike. uh, That he met Nicolas, oh shit, sorry. I should wait until he's back. Yep. Do you want to just hear the fact while he's gone? Okay. Yeah, uh, oh, there yeah, he is. Okay, okay, great. Thanks, Mike. Hey, sorry, um, guys. I was uh, in the bathroom. No one on the podcast <laughs> is going to get this gag. They're going to think we keep having technical <laughs> difficulties. Which is not not true. 
but maybe this is going to cover the technical difficulties because we're like you know we we have an excuse for those who are watching this for the first time i feel like we normally are a lot less choppy there's been some sort of internet well i I think on my end it's fine and that's what the people are here in the recording so that's all that matters i think you guys just hear me choppy and and vice versa okay so that's okay all right so uh patricia arquette uh Nicolas Cage met Patricia Arquette when she was 18 and he and Crispin Glover, I do not know why Crispin Glover is involved in this story, uh, both proposed to her on that day. Uh, And uh, Patricia Arquette made a list of acts, acts that he would need to do before she would accept his proposal of marriage. Uh, The impossible list included such items as J.D. Salinger's infamously rare autograph, and a non-existent existent black orchid. Orchid connection, adaptation, a future movie we'll be doing. Uh, so Nicolas Cage charted trying to fulfill every ridiculous request, and Patricia was freaked out and hid from him. But eventually, she was wooed by his efforts, and then around a decade later, they started dating and got married in 2001. So I feel like this is not a flattering fact. It's just... It's just weird. It's just a little creepy. Don't they say persistent guys always beat down the opposition? Was this the era of the 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 weird thing we found, the best of times, starring Crispin Glover and Nick Cage? Is that why I'm he's in sure the picture? The best of times was that musical television show of the era of cop rock that starred Crispin Glover and Nick Cage when they were very young. So maybe this is around that time. Or maybe that's how he knows Crispin Glover. Uh, Crispin Glover was also in um, a movie we saw recently in Raising Arizona with uh, Nicolas Cage as well. Oh, interesting. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we've come to the end of the episode. We have uh, discussed this movie as much as it deserved to be discussed, and it is time to call it a night. our next week's episode is uh, The Family Man with Dana Swanson, who's a voiceover from Adult Swim. Oh, no, Toonami. Um, sorry, Toonami. Dana. Uh, and uh, is Toonami part of Adult Swim? Yeah. Cool. So you were I right on both the counts. Cartoon. Cartoon Network. Maybe it's Cartoon different Network. these days. Okay. Uh, but so we're doing a little Christmas episode. Uh, the Family Man is one of two movies that Nicolas Cage has done that could vaguely be considered Christmas themed. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it, guys. We have reached the end of the show. If you want to get in touch with us, email us at managerscomedy at gmail.com. We'll be back here next Sunday. Uh, like, follow us uh, on any podcast apps and subscribe. We would love to, to see you guys subscribe and come chat with us. So that's it, guys. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. On our hoods. See you later. Disa- We're all going to disappear into the grasses. Now. I'm going to do the, I'm going to exit from the podcast the same way Nick Cage exited from the movie. Ah! Unlocking the Cage is produced by the Manager Special. Music by Will Janetta. Check out our other shows as well as sketches animation, and short films at managerscomedy.com.